0: I have not had pork, beef, any of that for the longest of time. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this stuffed crust pizza. So thank you, Shaq, for making me stay up all night Friday night, vomiting that nasty pizza. I will never go back to Papa That That was disgusting. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, welcome to KTSC Avenue, episode 37. We're a double gated community talking life, culture, music, racism, sports, amongst other things. But always, thanks for support. Please subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. How are you doing today? I am the devil, as I was just told at the uh, the, the next podcast. <laughs> We're preaching from the future. But I'm the devil. Joined with Rev Run and Marcus Nipples. How's everybody doing today? You're sick.
1: You're sick, man. I can't believe you did that. You're 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 sick. That's all of this Like
2: the voice on a roller coaster that's telling you to make sure your lap bar is secure.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: So thank you guys for joining us on. Um, Short notice, late notice. Uh, We'll get right into it. Uh, This week there was, or what happened last weekend, you had the offensive lineman, Chad Wheeler beat the shit out of his significant other. Like, really bad. And it's already being kind of swept under the rug. So, uh, since we do have uh, Mrs. Rev Run or Miss Rev Run on the podcast. What are your thoughts on everything that went on with Chad Willer? Um, also, how Michael Vick was a was a breaking story every day for weeks. By the way, what he what he did with the dogs, which I'm not condoning, but I didn't see this as a breaking story at all. But just want to get your quick thoughts about what. Uh, like- uh,
2: so i I have to be honest and say that I um Avoided the like particulars and the details of the story just because I I knew that I'd um, I shouldn't be like reading or the details of abuse like I, I knew I couldn't wrap my mind around that so I avoided the details I know the overall story though um, yes it's kind of crazy like you said has been swept under the rug I've seen a few journalists um, like Taylor Rooks Jamel Hill brought it up. Um, a few journalists here and there have talked about it, but like, nope, I haven't seen any major platforms discuss it. They'd much rather discuss, you know, random NBA facts. Um, when there's a like a legit abuser in the NFL, I haven't heard about, you know, any disciplinary actions. And again, that could be because I haven't read any of the particulars of the story. But I haven't heard about any disciplinary action. Haven't any? Haven't seen anyone? You know this. This hasn't been a story every day at six on SportsCenter. Um, it just seems like nobody seems to care um, for several reasons. It could be because Chad Wheeler isn't a star in the NFL, which sucks. Uh, it could be because there was a black woman on the other side of the abuse, which is probably likely. It's probably the most likely thing. Um, I don't know. I mean, when, when Ray Rice had his issue – and Adrian Peterson had his issue with um, you know, child abuse. That's all we could hear about for months. Um, but you know, when Chad Wheeler asks or tells his partner, Oh, I thought you were dead. That it, was like, crazy.
1: That was it, crazy to me.
2: It barely is a topic in you know <laughs> in, in television programming. Like nobody, I haven't seen a single article, like nobody cares. Um, and well, it's Pretty
1: odd. Well, I was gonna say, not also did he like, you know, he tried to he tried to strangle her and like broke. I I guess I I'm not I want to go too far into detail, but he messed her up to the point where he was surprised that she was alive.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: also, when the cops showed up, it took three police officers to take him into custody. He didn't just. It wasn't a thing where he was like, "Well, well you got me. This that's my bad. Yeah, take take me to jail." He clearly. Mm-hmm fought his way like he was not done fighting so this wasn't a guy who showed any type of remorse after the fact of what he did and i guess the thing that kind of that rubbed me the wrong way about the the story was the amount of people that like and i i get why they're doing it like a lot of the accounts that did this i feel like their heart was in the right place they weren't doing it to be malicious but uh, all the pictures of the victim were the pictures from her in the hospital. Like, her nose is busted up. Her eyes are, like, glazed over. She's, like, clearly not all the way there because she just got, like, she probably thought she was about to die. So I didn't like the fact that that picture was being circulated around social media a lot. But in this day and age, like, you almost have have to show people that for them to understand what domestic violence actually is, because when you when you just say it and you read it, it's easy to just dismiss it. Like, domestic violence, like, okay, maybe he pushed her, slapped her around a little bit. But then you see that picture, and you're like, whoa, that's, that's different. That's more, more in your face. So I get why they did it. Me, personally, I would not have liked to see that. Um, but I, I do think it's uh, more so because of who the victim is and uh, um, the status of Chad Wheeler. Like, Chad Wheeler, at the time that this happened, at the end of the season, playing for the Seahawks, he's a free agent. Mm -hmm. So he's not, he is not, no one is responsible for him. There's no team that has to be like, okay, well, do we bring him back? Do we suspend him? And Mm -hmm. he wasn't, you know, he's not a guy that played a lot, even when he was on the Seahawks. So it's like it's easy to just like, you know, hey, let's just move this along. But if this happens to if this is DK Metcalf that does this, well, what what are we doing? Are the Seahawks releasing him? Are they cutting him? Are they trading him? Because I don't think they are. They're they're not getting rid of DK Metcalf. I'm not and I'm not saying that what Chad Wheeler did was something that's dismissive, but the NFL has a history of dismissing these types of things like this is something that is not uh okay well you no longer can play for my team that's not what domestic violence is in the NFL if you're great and you do this to a woman they're going to uh, she's not dead okay you can still play maybe we'll suspend you for a couple of weeks but you're we're not letting DK Metcalf walk out that door for this
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that's kind of the sad part
2: yeah, the NFL doesn't have a, a great history of dealing with abusers appropriately. They uh, will, you know, deal with guys that steal crab legs. <laughs> but, but, like, you know, abusers kind of get a slap on the wrist and then they get to go back out and suit up, you know, week eight. <laughs>
1: Chad Wheeler would have got a lot more attention if he knelt during the national anthem than what he's getting right now. Yeah, so.
2: which is unfortunate. And I, it, the, what you said about uh, having the victims – face the her battered face all over the internet I hope that she herself has people around her that are taking care of her um because I know and this wasn't something that just happened recently so having to relive that trauma on your Mm -hmm. social feeds every day I'm sure is, is tough so I hope that he is punished I I do not hold out any grand expectation that he will be not by the NFL at least um, criminal was, charges, I hope, but
1: I, don't I mean, know. his 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 career is most likely probably over. Yeah. Like he, he wasn't good enough to begin with. It's not worth bringing him in, and, and I guess just more so outside of football. I feel like this story should have been it should have been discussed more, so we can kind of shine a light on the criminal justice system because this guy did all these things to this woman. I need to look up her name because I feel like I'm just not acknowledging who she is and giving her any type of 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 agency by not saying her, I, I have to look it up. But um I feel like if this, the sports media needs to kind of shine a light on the story and really focus on it so we can kind of look at what the criminal justice system does in these types of situations because like he was released on bail like two days later. Like a day or two later he was back out. He actually has a Twitter and tweeted out an apology and I read, I read, I see a million of these stories all the time where a woman gets beat up by her her man, man goes to jail for the night, he gets out and goes immediately back and kills her. It happens a lot. And that could happen in this situation. Like, this is a big dude. He's like six, seven, almost 300 pounds. She's clearly not that big. She's like half the size in every category. But the idea that he could do this, like intentionally like try to kill her sit down on the couch eat a bowl of cereal look over see her in surprise like wow you're still alive and then when the police show up it takes three of them to take you down and then two days later you're out of jail on twitter that that doesn't that doesn't seem right i'm not saying like obviously like the criminal justice obviously is fucked up because like you know black people have a terrible history with it and it's just it doesn't seem fair but this also doesn't seem right either the idea that he could get out of jail that soon for what he did and could have easily gone back and finished whatever he wanted to do that could have happened so i feel like that conversation was that that was a missed opportunity for espn fox sports and maybe even CNN, because like when when Ray Rice did what he did, that was on CNN. That was a CNN story. That made it to Good Morning America. This this was a a, a ending segment on around the horn around the horn. Like this wasn't a big. This wasn't leading any any a blocks of any shows. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 sad that this happened, but. Uh, it's something that does need to change, and, and hopefully it, it does. Because I'd
2: say, as like just a final thought here, uh, there's a general issue with the way that society looks at abusers, um, male or female. I mean, you guys may may have talked about it, but the way that Tory Lanez continues to just be able to gallop around,
1: <laughs> and ridiculous, like
2: plant fake stories and antagonize Megan. You know, the way that you know Chris Brown was able to batter Rihanna and then we still hear the, the stories of, well, she touched him too and then...
0: You and know, you know what? I, I just want to say this real quick. I don't know if you're going to get into it, but then the worst part of that is now these two abusers are allegedly threatening yeah. to release an album. Go but, ahead. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. No, that's I was so crazy.
2: That. That, so Tory Lane's is, you know, linked to harming Megan, Megan Thee Stallion. Then you have Chris Brown, who battered uh, a famous girlfriend, got with another young lady, Karuchi She has alleged that he's abused her. And he spent a lot of time publicly, like, following her around and, like, making songs, yelling her name. And now here come these two, who have not faced any real consequences for their actions. They get to continue making music and... and Nobody is like, nah, <laughs> nobody is like, I'm not working with you. Like, I'm not giving you beats. I'm not helping write lyrics. I'm not it's distributing this this music. It's just like, oh, can't wait to hear that new Tory and Chris Brown. And it's like, when are, when is society going to be like, nah, we're not, we not welcoming abusers back with open arms, abusers of any type. We're not welcoming you back with open arms. Famous abu- abusers don't see... Much of a change to their life, like they don't face real consequences, especially when you're famous. Oh, tweet through
1: it. Yeah, you'll get through it. All you gotta do is tweet about it. Tweet just Walk tweet
2: just... tape or something like nobody cares.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I did. Mediocre. I did
0: uh, manage to look up her name is Aaliyah, mm-hmm. um, but it, it, it was like actually very hard to figure out her name, like because everything just says the girlfriend, the girlfriend. So Aaliyah was her name. Um, and it, it was just truly a tragic event. Um, so definitely going to more of a, of a lighter note in this one. Um, as some of y'all know, I foolishly placed a bet on the Washington Wizards. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I, I actually thought Rev was in on it too, but <laughs> i am have to review the tapes because I, I don't know if, she, if she's in it. But it looks like I'm going to be buying a freaking Miami Vice Wade jersey uh for Marcus. So um, what what the hell is going on with Bradley Bill, man? Like listen, first, I, I would I would
2: never make you buy two jerseys. Like that's that's between you and Marcus. I just want to say that yeah, they're bad. I mean, they wanted to they beat the Nets. Let me make sure. But it, it was like a hundred and forty point game. Like they had to fight tooth and nail to beat the Nets. Um, as far as Bradley Bill, um I I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Bradley Bill. Yeah, they they beat the Wizards. The Wizards beat the Nets 149 to 146.
0: Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> they had to put up, like, ridiculous amounts of – anyway, Bradley Bill. What's going on with Bradley Bill? It's really hard to be a good player when your team sucks. <laughs> um, I think that's the, 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 the long and the short of it. It's really hard to be good when um, – the, the system around you just doesn't allow you to be great. I mean you can go out and fight for 35 a night but your body gonna get ran ragged if you if you keep trying to put up that type of production and you just don't have the team around you. Um this is no disrespect to Russell Westbrook. I said it before I'll say it again I think Russell Westbrook is a great guy. He seems to be a great husband and a great father. But sometimes on the basketball court, he can become a liability and he can be the thing that makes you really good or he can be the thing that makes you really, really bad. Um, And so I just feel like we're seeing that for the Wizards. And unfortunately, Bradley Bill had a slump and it didn't help their cause at all.
1: I'm starting to think uh, I'm starting to question like why people are doing so much clamoring to get Bradley Bill out of D.C., um, like, the Wizards are bad. The Wizards are a bad team, and Bradley Beal probably should. He should want to at least get out of DC. Like, they've been a bad team for a long time. Like, last year, last year they won twenty five games. The year before that they won thirty two. Right, and now they're the worst team in the NBA. And a lot of people are saying, like, you know, you should give up whatever to get him. Like, he's a number, you know, number, if he's your second best player, best player, like your championship team, like they want the Heat to get him. I think they wanted uh, the Lakers to get him, the Sixers. Uh, I think the Rockets were in the running. But I'm starting to wonder if Bradley Bill is just Boogie Cousins at a different position. Because, like, Boogie Cousins in Sacramento was great. Like, he put up great numbers. But those teams were pretty terrible. And Boogie Cousins was a lottery pick. He played in Kentucky. He's a talented player. So he's going to get you 25 points. He's going to get you eight rebounds because he's talented. But is he good enough to elevate a bad team to at least a 500 record? And Boogie could never do it in Sacramento. And it's not the fault of Boogie, but it's like maybe Boogie's not who we thought he was. And that might be the same case with Bradley Beal. Like Bradley Beal putting up. Like I think he's he, at one point he was leading the NBA in scoring.
2: I think he scores like 30, 31 a game or somewhere yeah. close to it.
1: He's on he's on a pretty good tear, but I saw I saw a stat of his. He's uh, whenever he scores forty games, they lose. Like they've lost ten games in a row when he scored forty or more points. So it's like, is he doing anything else to make that team better? Is he a limited player? Because if you're, is he? you have to question, is he a top 10 player? Is he a top 15 player? Because a top 10 player will lead you to at least a 500 record at the bare minimum. If you're a top 10 player, I want my team to be at 500. And he hasn't been able to do that as the best player for the Wizards. Now, if you put him on another team where he's not the main focus, he can kind of be a secondary guy. He'll make a good team better. But it's like, he's not, that there. I guess there's like levels to this thing because everybody wants to call everybody a superstar. Bradley Beal's a superstar. You know, Damian Lillard's a superstar. Luka Doncic is a superstar. And it's like, there's only a handful of superstars. It's like LeBron, Kevin Durant. Used to be Steph Curry, it kind of, it's kind of hit or miss with him now. But I mean, right now, like legit, there's only two superstars, LeBron and Kevin Durant. You put Kevin Durant on the Wizards? The Wizards aren't 3 and 12. I can guarantee you that. You put LeBron on the Wizards? They are not 3 and 12. We saw what LeBron did in Cleveland. We we saw what team he took to the finals. Bradley Beal is your best player and you're 3 and 12? Like are you a top 20 player or are you just a guy who's just putting up numbers for a bad team? Empty numbers at that.
2: And then I I think the worst the worst part for me at least um, is that again russell Westbrook is right there between these two guys who can put up numbers in volume three and twelve should not be the record like this no. this look like this it i mean maybe they don't have a winning record out east but it, maybe it's like nine and twelve it's not three and twelve like they shouldn't be battling score no team should have 149 points in a game and only beat their opponent by three like it is that's that's that doesn't make sense and so like you said First of all, yes, there are not a ton of superstars, two, maybe three. And I don't even know if Bradley – if Bradley Beal fits into the star category, is it just because his name is Bradley Beal? Because I, I can't see, say that it's because of production. I can't say that he can, he can really elevate a team and change a team. He needs somebody that is – Better than him at it's at, at something I don't know what it what they need to be better at him at maybe he's not a great leader, or maybe he i don't know what it is where the disconnect is between Bradley bill and winning, but there is a hard roadblock that he has not been able to get around ever really the wizards have never ever been able to get around it like they had a couple a couple like two or three seasons where they were you know perennial playoff contenders they've never been talked about in championship conversations, never been talked about in like. Eastern Conference Championship. They've always they 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 just aren't good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is. And people thought it was John Wall, but John Wall's not there anymore and they're right back in the same position. So, is it fair to blame Bradley Beal? I think so. Um and is it fair to say that if Washington is going to get rid of Bradley Beal, um it won't be because you know, it'll be because they they really just need to Shake that relationship. That relationship has needs to be dissolved as quickly as possible. Bradley Bill needs to go somewhere where there's at least three other guys on the team that can help balance him out because he's not gonna win. It. Yeah. He needs a, a pretty solid starting five around him because right now, with just him and Russell Westbrook at the one and the two, like it's it's not working.
1: It's a struggle.
0: For I mean, time. when I think of him now, I know that Kyrie gets a lot of Flack. I mean, of course, he he went to Boston. They're a loaded team, regardless. He was on the Nets last year. He was scoring a lot of points, but I think of him in Cleveland, like he he was still a very dynamic player, and they didn't do anything at all. And that's kind of the way I'm feeling about Bill. I mean, he can't dribble as good, but he's definitely not an elite defender. He's pretty much just a shooter. He's gonna get his. He's not a bad shooter, but I just thought, okay, well, you have two stars on a team. They got to be able to, you know, make it middle of the pack in the East. I did not expect it to fall apart like this. So that's my bad. You know, maybe they may gel a little bit better chemistry. But, yeah, Bill needs to be gone. I think he would be good. Like, if he if he was on the Warriors and you swap him for um, Wiggins or, well, probably Wiggins, I think it'd be like the same team, maybe. Uh, The Lakers as the third fiddle, maybe. I don't know how the salary cap works, but I do think maybe a third fiddle guy would be good for him on a playoff team now. And even with Russell Westbrook, I I just think he's done at this point. He's arguing with every game. He's getting ejected all the time. He's losing. It's awful. Yeah, yeah, losing, losing sense. <laughs> I'm just like, what the hell? he can't shoot to save his life. Like he's like, Shaq shooting a three. Like, what the hell is going on with this guy? But can we talk about that real quick? Can we talk about Shaq and what he's doing? He's doing that thing again. Being
1: the, a- ab- the opposite of Allen Iverson. Like what he did. What he did to Donovan Mitchell yeah.
2: doesn't make any
1: sense to me. It doesn't make sense. Like, why are you doing this? And what I love did Donovan it. do? Donovan
2: Mitchell was just like.
1: All
0: right. like, like <laughs> what is it, What is he supposed what to say? To say? <laughs> but, but
1: for, for people that didn't that didn't see what happened, Shaq was basically saying that um, Donovan Mitchell doesn't have what it takes to take the the Jazz to the next level to be a championship team. And then they they were doing a broadcast of a of a, a Jazz game, and the Jazz won, and Donovan had a great game. And Shaq, I'll give Shaq credit. He said it to his face. He was like, "Hey, man." You know, I think you're a, you're a great player, blah blah blah, but you just don't have what it takes to take this team to the next level and be a champion. And like Rev said, he was just like, "All right, like, I don't know what you want me to say to that, but like, I'm just I'm gonna go out here and play my hardest and do what I can." But it's like, I feel like Shaq is—we've talked about it before. Shaq is doing that thing where he's like just. He feels like his legacy or his memory is, like, fading away. He's, he, he hasn't been in the NBA that long. People are kind of starting to, f- to forget about him. So he needs to do something to get his name out there. And with uh, Donovan, I feel like if Donovan – he's what Shaq, Shaq is doing the Skip Bayless trick. Shaq is doing that thing where he's like, all right, so if Donovan Mitchell goes out and puts up 45 points, it's because I motivated him. If Donovan Mitchell goes out there and sucks – and the Jazz, eventually the Jazz, the Jazz are going to lose in the playoffs. They're not winning the championship, so I can confidently say that. When the Jazz lose in the playoffs, Shaq is going to come back around and say, hey, remember, I told you they didn't have what it mm-hmm. takes. Mm-hmm. So Shaq is in that position where he's in a he's in a win-win situation. He can't lose in this situation because either way, he's going to take credit for it. So he did he's the same just,
0: thing to that, that Woods guy uh, maybe two weeks ago from the Rockets. Remember? Like, he was like, I didn't know something about, you know, your game or whatever. And then the guy was like, yeah, that's because you're a casual. And I just didn't get it. Like, but if you want to be real with it, he's done this for a long time. Like, he just picks people and just gives them shit for no no reason. Like, what are you doing, man? Where did this
1: come from? I'm I'm trying to find, like, the link. Like, did Donovan do something to him? Like, It's
2: like that thing on Twitter that people do where they just kind of, like, say and tweet the most inflammatory things just because they want attention. Like, Shaq just wants attention. And it's just like he wants these young guys to – I guess he feels like his opinion should be a little bit more revered than it is. But it's just like, Shaq, like, you don't play anymore. Like, what – realistically – what should Donovan Mitchell have said? Oh, Shaq, please tell me how I can how I can, you know, get my guy. Okay, you don't think I can get my guys there? That's cool. You sit behind a desk. I'm playing on the court every night. What do you want from me?
1: I'm trying. <laughs> like, I'm
2: too- I am going to get my best. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is like, geez, Shaq always does that thing where it's like, Well, you just gotta just go out there and dominate. Just go out there and dominate. Like, all right, Shaq, well, everybody's not six two, three hundred pounds, right? <laughs> I'm not that big.
2: Jeez. I'm sorry. It's like why your grandma Just start hating on you for no reason Like ask you why you ain't do your hair I'm like grandma what's wrong with you
0: (laughs) Get off my back (laughs) My god Shaq get it together you're rude Yeah get, get it together Shaq And that's why I don't really And you know what I'm gonna switch subjects but before I do Shaq, I understand that you took a position as now being the face of Papa John's uh, amid all the racist remarks that the Papa John's made. I mean, I
2: just want to <laughs> say,
0: oh, what did you say? I'm so sorry.
2: No, no, no. I was going to say the man literally said the N-word.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he literally said the N-word. You, They gave you some money. You're the face of Papa John's now. So I have not had pork, beef, any of that for the longest of time. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this stuffed crust pizza. So thank you, Shaq, for making me stay up all night Friday night vomiting that nasty pizza. I will never go back to Papa John's. That that was disgusting. Oh, anyway, no. on to the next thing. So what we'll talk about now, uh, if you follow the NFL, it was definitely a big trade that happened yesterday. Uh, you essentially had Matthew Stafford. Going from the lowly, sorry, super trash Detroit Lions to the LA Rams, Jared Goff was it two firsts and two thirds?
1: Yeah, there was a there was two firsts and a second, and I think probably a third. And Jared Goff, so that's a lot, that's a pretty big haul. Uh, when I saw that, I was like, uh, I did not see that coming, I didn't know, uh. I didn't know the Rams were in in the running to get another quarterback. Like, I, I, obviously, I know that Jared Goff is a limited quarterback and he's not, you know, that guy. But I didn't think that the Rams would make that play because I thought they didn't have any more first-round picks because they traded two for Jalen Ramsey like two years ago. So where are they getting these picks from? They just get these picks from anywhere. Like, ah, oh, we just got another pick from next year, next year. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's – it's clearly it's clearly an upgrade for the Lions, like, uh, not the Lions, for the Rams. The Rams just got a better quarterback to go along with their number one defense. So, uh, if McVay can look at Stafford and say, "Like this is a quarterback that I can win with, I can open my playbook and really take some shots here," then. Th- they will they will win or lose this trade depending on how next season goes. Like if they get to like the NFC Championship game next year, then this was a good trade. But if they somehow stumble out the gate and they miss the playoffs, then it's a bad trade. So it's this is more of a results based tra- results based trade.
2: I mean, at least Matthew Stafford won't have to have people call him trash every day on every Sunday because. Oh, Matthew Stafford. I mean, like you said, I didn't. I didn't think that. I didn't. I guess because I had paid so much attention to the Deshaun Watson news that I didn't even consider that the Rams would be making trades for quarterbacks. So they got. I think you might have said it. Yeah, two two first rounds, two first round picks, and then the third. Um. So, like you said, it. You know, it, it's always like that with any trade. If he's really good, then it's like. Good job, Rams, if he's really mad, right. like, because Matthew Stafford sucks. And, you <clears throat> yeah. and So thanks a lot, Matthew Stafford. So you better hope he can uh, – one, you better hope we can, he can actually play football because COVID ain't slowing up and the NFL is not really good at managing it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs>
2: you better hope that he's actually good because he will hear about it.
1: Yeah, and uh, we can – I think we can go ahead and just go ahead and uh, end this Deshaun Watson is getting traded thing because –
2: yeah, no,
1: he's not. <laughs> if if Matthew Stafford is worth two first round picks, a third round pick, and a former starting like or a former number one overall pick, a starting quarterback, if Go that's ahead. what if Go that's ahead. what Stafford is worth, then what is the quarterback that led the NFL in passing worth? Who just had a career year? Young, right? Yeah, and right. this is
2: the NBA where he can just like James Harden his way out of Houston. Like, you're not them folks not letting you go nowhere
1: <laughs> yeah you're either going to play or you they're going to find you to death until you come <laughs> back but you are going you they are not trading him I, I I think they I I think the Texans want to trade him like I think if they got a, if they got a better offer than that I think they would if you get if you can get three first round picks and a good player and a third for the Sean Watson you take that pick you take that trade but, uh, but
2: who's going to get who's going to make it like who's going to make that offer? That's
1: the thing. There's not a lot of teams with a lot of assets that I guess the Texans would want because the Texans need picks. and They need younger players. and They need to free up some cap space. The only team and it's been reported reported that the only teams that uh, he wants to go to are Miami and the Jets. Miami is the only team that has. The the goods to get him, they have two first round picks this year they have Tua Tungavai loa on the roster. If you offered the Texans this year's number three overall pick and the overall, I think, 18th yeah,
0: overall something.
1: pick, and then you offer them a, a – we're, we're not so sure about this rookie quarterback, but he might I'm be sure. good. I'm maybe think, yeah. yeah, so if you offer him that and then next year's first-round pick, I'm not saying you take that pick, but I'm saying you're going to think about it because – You could really turn your team around with those types of – with that package for sure.
0: So I would just like to say I really wish that the media would leave my team out of this because (laughs) we're not trading the number one overall pick, the 25, and God knows what else for him. Just let us cook. We got our – we're going to get our guy. We're we're good. But I think I saw
2: somebody say the Panthers, and I was like – First of all, why would you want to do that to Deshaun Watson? <laughs> but second of all, it's not going to happen, guys. You can't just keep throwing teams out into the ether. Yeah, no,
1: they like,
0: just grab anything. Deshaun, Deshaun Jets, Watson, like, If he goes to the Jets, they, they have no weapons Nothing,
1: at all. nothing. Like, but Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause. So if he doesn't want to go there, he's not going there. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what teams want him. It's does he want to go there, which kind of brings it back to my original point, like, if we, we they, they they've got to get rid of the draft they've got to get rid of the draft there's no reason these good players should have to go to these bad teams that they clearly like you should make these teams earn these players rights in their prime because they're like I'm not gonna say about Jacksonville because I feel like Jacksonville could be on the right track but a team like the Jets if, if you're out coming out of college and you look at what they've been doing, or even the Texans, you look at how they're just kind of falling apart. They had a racist owner and then, you know, just a lot of things are going wrong. Why would I want to go to your team? You're forcing me to go to your team because you're because you're, you suck. And now I have to go there and risk my life for this terrible franchise. No, I shouldn't have to do that. I should be able to just be like, oh, you know what? I want to go to the Packers instead. I want to go play for a competent organization. I'm going to go to play for the Saints or the New England Patriots. Or whatever, but let me let me ask you this, Adolphus. What could happen between now and the draft day that, that would make you tell the Jaguars, like, hey, don't don't take don't take Trevor Lawrence? Is there anything that could happen?
0: If he pulled, and it's just being realistic, if he pulled a Chad Willer, that that'd be the only thing.
1: I don't know if I believe you.
0: No, I mean, serious. I mean, I, that'd be the only thing. If if he did something like that, then, nah, you know, I, wouldn't I feel like
1: I feel like the fan base would be like, just suspend
0: them for like a couple of games,
1: but we're still. Uh, but you
0: know, I think I'm an in, intelligent fan base yeah. member because these people, they're, it was people on the Jaguars fan page that was like, hey, we should have made a deal for Stafford to oh, no. bring him in. And to have him to tutor Lawrence, and I'm like, Mm-mm. why? But yeah. I was actually surprised that you guys – that that was a team that I kind of thought would probably look at a veteran quarterback, to be honest with you, because you guys well, are built mm-hmm. to win now. You know, so Deshaun Watson, I I know they wouldn't do that.
1: Hell no. But never him
0: Stafford, you know, even maybe Wentz. I, I mean, I don't think he's that good, but kick the tires on him. Who knows? But. <laughs>
1: Mm-mm. Yeah, it's uh I think a lot of uh, people from that fan base would would take him regardless of anything, he does. even if he even if he tours ACL on the night before the draft, they would say like, "Nah, you take him, take him. But it, I think it just uh, it just goes to show like in sports media coverage, especially with Twitter, it's just like people just have sources. So it's like, oh, the Colts are interested in Stafford. They got their eyes. It was between, I think, the Colts and uh, who was the other team? It was like the Colts, was- Washington, and maybe Carol or the Patriots. It was between the Colts and the Patriots. That's um, all I saw on my timeline. <laughs> it was sources. Sources say the Colts are they're eyeballing uh, Stafford, and then it was the pay. It was Stafford really wants to go to the Patriots. Then it was, oh, the 49ers have made an offer for Stafford. And then I wake up one morning, Stafford's going to Los Angeles. I'm like, Los Angeles was never mentioned here. Like, <laughs> how did they get him? Do you guys not know what you're talking about? Because who do? Yes. Yeah, they don't know what they're talking about. I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> but I think it'll be fun, though, to see uh, the Rams and their their great defense. like. Aaron Donald deserves better. He deserves to have a quarterback on the other side of the ball to kind of take some pressure off of what he does because he's great.
0: Oh, yeah. So I just wanted to – I mean, unless you were living on the rock, this past week it it was a lot going on with stocks, stock Twitter, uh, Wall Street bets on Reddit, Robin Hood. So I just wanted to kind of quickly touch base on that uh, before we get into the next – uh, subject. So my thoughts, kind of, on that. And I'm not a professional at all. You know, I'm just a nigga that works at a bank. <laughs> but everybody, I need you to understand. This type of stuff is definitely an anomaly. It does not happen all the time. And this is not a gambling thing when you invest in stocks. Like I do know, uh, me and South Breeze, we actually talked on the phone a few days before this all happened and I told him, I was like, Hey, you know what? I see AMC is at $2. I know it's going to be some big movies. We should, we should, we should do this because the next set of Marvel movies come, it's going to blow back up. And he, he thought about it. We discussed it and I went, I put my bid in, he put his bid in and we got lucky. We cashed out. We were not looking to cash out. You know, I'm not going to say how much he won. He told me he cashed out big. And I'm just like, I have people now that are coming to me and they're saying, hey, well, you know, what's next? You know, what's this or what's that? This is not something that happens all the time. Like, don't invest in penny stocks like that. Have your portfolio to be well diverse. Uh, What Robinhood did was definitely some shady stuff. Um, Essentially, what they did was they protected the billionaires. There were billionaires that lost it was either 13 or 19 billion dollars. And there was a couple of average Joes that came up thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars by putting them bids in and cashing out. So, and they stopped all that. Um, So, you know, the little man can't cash out. So I just wanted to touch on that real quick. Does anybody else have any thoughts on that before we roll into what's next?
2: I mean, nah, I mean, it's uh, just know that like, Rich white people, especially, is not going to let poor people make too much money. So, like, this is not a thing that's – like you said, it's not a thing that's going to happen often. Shout out to all those people that were able to get into GameStop early. You guys are rock stars. <laughs> oh man, I hope three dollars
0: a year ago.
2: Yeah, I hope you guys have been able to pay off big debts. If you you know came into a large sum of cash, but for the rest of us, I, just don't, I don't know what I'm doing with stocks. So I kind of <laughs> I read the people who do, and I'm like, okay. Sounds fun. I have no clue what's going on
1: with us, So Yeah, when it comes to stocks, I'm just more interested in, like, the, you know, doing cocaine out of strippers' buttholes and stuff like that, so I don't really know about the numbers and all that stuff, so I don't know. That's just me personally.
0: All right, so we'll move on forward. So Marcus wanted to talk about anti or anti-
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, so it's been about, uh, not to the date, but about a week, give it a a week or so, uh, Anti by Rihanna came out five years ago, and it's, it's one of those, uh, it's one of those projects where it's like, it, it wasn't a great, like, it wasn't a great project, but it was a great body of work, if that makes sense, like every song on anti is is a hit every single one
2: hmm.
1: but there's no like real like linear type of storytelling or messaging or just anything it's just like it's almost like uh the modern day thriller where it's just like just a bunch of hits like every one of these songs could have been a single and they're all great songs but it's not a project like how uh, Lemonade was or A Seat at the Table or anything like that, where it's just like, alright, well, here's where we're going with this. You can listen to Anti on Shuffle mm-hmm. every time you listen to it, and every time you're like, man, all these songs are great. It doesn't matter what order they're in. Sequencing doesn't matter. They're just great songs. And I I, I love the album. It's probably... I probably would put it as my favorite Rihanna um album but uh I guess I the reason I brought up uh anti being coming out five years is there's not really a uh, specific year that people talk about in music as being like the greatest year in music but 2016 has a has a very strong case when you have anti by Rihanna uh, Lemonade by Beyonce, Awake of My Love by Childish Gambino, Malibu by Anderson Paak, The Life of Pablo by Kanye West, The Seat at the Table uh, by Solange, Blank Face, Schoolboy Q, For Your Eyes Only, J Cole, Birds in the Trap, Travis Scott, um, Views, Coloring Book, Blonde, 24 Karat Magic by B- Bruno Mars. There's like at least four classic albums on that list, and that's not everything that came out. Like uh David Bowie had a project that came out in 2016, also that was really good. So dang, 2016 was a very, very strong year for music. And, came
2: out that year too.
1: Yeah, fuse, yeah. Yep. Blonde by Frank Ocean came out. I'm not that right. big on it. I'm not super big on that Frank Ocean project, but like the um the Divine Feminine, that's actually my favorite Mac Miller project. So it's like 2016 was a great year. Like it's, I'm not saying it's slept on, but I, I feel like at some point we should probably go back and be just be like, all right, what what was not the greatest year of music ever, but like, there we got to start somewhere, and 2016 might be like that starting point for me.
2: Yeah, now that you bring it up, 2016 was a really big year for for music. <laughs>
1: it's a lot.
2: Yeah, I'm. I was looking at a. Oh, at this list, and yeah, uh, Kate Renata had an album that I still listen to from 2016. Uh, YG dropped Still Brazy that year. Okay. Uh, Young Thugs Jeffrey came out. Ariana Grande's Dangerous Woman came out that year. Um, uh, Starboy I, came out. I'm, that
1: year. I'm not sure what's the best project that came out from that year, but you can, I feel like you could make a case for at least,
0: three. yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean. I couldn't choose either. I think, personally, I would say, I don't even know. A Seat at the Table was up there. It's probably in my top five of that year. Anti is definitely in my top five. Um, and to then jump back on that that conversation, uh, I absolutely remember where I was when I first heard Anti. I was working at a job that I did not like. (laughs) Um, And I would work from like 6.30 in the morning to like 10 in the morning. And then I would take a break during the day to probably go to class because I was still in college. So I would take a break, go to class until like 3 and then go back to work from 3.30 to like 7 or 8. But in that morning period, I was by myself. And I remember taking uh, my job's big like karaoke speaker, connecting my phone to it and playing anti very loud in the middle of this small building. Like anybody that was walking by would have heard Rihanna. Um, and like you said, it doesn't have a story. I mean, I make up a story in my head, um, but that's not the story that I think Rihanna was trying to tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, I mean, even from the opening song, like Consideration is so good. Then James' joint is so good. And it's, it's like- too great. short.
0: <laughs> too yeah,
2: short. it feels like a, a short film. And then Kiss It Better. Which like is still a classic work, and there was two videos for work. Both of them were great. Um, Desperado and Woo are kind of on the same like this like they feel almost like steampunk like, you know, white kid with like you know greasy hair smoking cigarettes in the back of the bar or something. Then there's Needing Me and Yeah I Said It, and then same on Mistakes. Um, I don't really like Never Ending, but it, it's still a good song. Love on the Brain, Higher, which is like the perfect. Karaoke, Scream While You're Drunk song. Like, I think Sex With Me is on this album. I Rihanna put her foot into anti, and I wish she would give us more music, but I want us all to understand that Rihanna is never coming back to make an album. Rihanna is building the Fenty empire. She is making Fenty undergarments, um, Fenty makeup. She's gonna have Fenty forks. Um, <laughs> have watch like Rihanna content on Fenty News Network. They, like we are getting the full breath of Fenty, and then she may drop an album in like four or five more years. Like I'd be surprised if we get an album from from Rihanna before twenty twenty
1: five. It's almost like music is kind of becoming like the secondary thing Rihanna is be, is yeah. known for, and that it's it's almost becoming like the secondary thing she makes money off of because she makes a ton of money off of Fenty, right? Like she doesn't yeah. have she doesn't have to make music anymore. So it's a uh, it could be more of like a luxury thing and. For Rihanna to put out a song called "Sex with Me," where she's saying "Sex with Me" is so amazing. Do you you know how confident you have to be to be able to say that, to sing that, and for people to listen to it, like, yeah, she's probably right. Like, <laughs> you gotta be a you gotta be a badass to do that, and that's I I love that type of confidence. That, and I feel like we only I'm not I, we don't only get that, but I feel like we mostly get that from like female artists where they can just go out there and just be like, yeah. Yeah, I got it like that. Like, Shaka Khan has a song like that, where, where she says, um, like, her stuff will set you on fire. Like, yes, please set oh, my shit on really fire.
0: Okay. Yes,
1: please, <laughs> please set my shit on fire. I need to feel that, please. Like, and, and that was back in the 80s she was saying that, so that's a different type of time. But just to, to I was thinking about, like, uh, the best, like, year of music, so I was like, all right. Let me try to think of when, like, a great album came out. Uh, I I just, I picked 1999, the album by Prince. That came out in 1982. Another album that came out in 1982 was Thriller. So now I need to go back and look through everything that came out in 1982. Because 1982 might be the greatest year of music. If those two albums came out the same year, yeah, I'm going to have to do a little bit of research on that one.
0: Oh yeah, so I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I've actually never listened to anti anti in its entirety. I feel ashamed. <laughs> <So> <laughs> this week, I'll go ahead and do that. Uh, I'm just a nigga like I, I just did. There's some, some nigga music on there. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm gonna make sure I listen to it this week. Um, still looking, you know. As y'all will see on the future podcast, since I'm the devil, are <laughs> looking for uh, Mrs. Satan, and best believe I have my account with Afterpay, so you'll have all the Fenty Savage that you want in any types. I'll <laughs> do that um, so we'll get into our songs of the week. Ah uh, shit, I got damn, I got another nigga song. Uh, it's called "If You Know You Know" by Babyface Ray and Moneybag Yo. So next I week was talking about the real Babyface. Oh my god! Oh no, not Babyface. Baby <laughs> Babyface Ray, whoever that is. Good song, good vibe. You know, I like it. But next week is gonna be something from Anti. Anti. I'm gonna be listening to that tomorrow. Okay, I, I I'm trying to I'm trying
2: to gauge what I think you might enjoy from Anti. Um. I think that you would really like. I'm not going to count work in this because work is everywhere.
0: Oh, no, I like work. Yeah. Hey.
2: Um, I think that you might enjoy Desperado. Mm. Okay,
0: I've heard that. It, it's okay.
2: <laughs> if not, no, no, no,
0: no, I'm sorry. I heard some Spanish song with a similar name Despacito. Des- Despacito, <laughs> Despacito, my man. I- <laughs> So we'll listen to Desperado. Oh
1: man! Uh, I get. I, well, I was. I mean, I could say "Sex with Me" by Rihanna it could be a song of the week since so I, I kind of talked about that. But so someone wanted to talk about uh, uh, Larry June. I don't know if y'all have heard of him. He's a rapper out of San Francisco. Um, the song I'm gonna go with is called "Highway Five Chronicles." It's off of his uh, project called uh, Cruise USA. Um, he actually put out like he's put out probably like five projects between uh, twenty twenty. Like in twenty twenty, he put out at least three projects. I think in twenty nineteen, he put out two. He's put out a lot, a lot of music, and he just makes like just cool ass nigga music. Like if you like driving around in your car, chilling out listening to cool guys rap about cool shit, doing cool stuff. Like, he's he's your guy. He's your guy. He kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, Wiz Khalifa mix with Lil B. But, like, way cooler. (laughs) What a mix. But I like it. Like, whenever I'm in the car, now I'm just like, I feel like I have to listen to him now because his music sounds the best in a car. So, Larry June, Highway Chronicles, or Highway 5 Chronicles.
2: I have been listening to a ton of music this week, so it's kind of tough to pick just one. But I will say I saw, okay, so maybe I have two songs of the week. One of them, Rest in Peace, Sophie. Um, She is responsible for probably a ton of songs that you love. But she was close to Vince Staples, and Marcus was talking about, you know, FM versus um, Big Fish Theory. So I had been listening to Big Fish Theory. I probably listened to it, like, three times, you know. I don't like to listen to that album on shuffle. I like to let it play in order. So Sophie was responsible for 745, which is one of my favorite Vince Staples songs. So shout out to that song. But I think my real song of the week is I went back and listened to some Drake Cause I had give I took a, a huge break on Drake. He just was getting real corny for me. I needed to like break from him. So I went and listened to I think I listened to Passion Fruit, which led to me listening to More Life, the like compilation album. And then I was like, let me go back to one of my favorite Drake albums of all time, which is If You're Reading This, It's Too Late. And so my song of the week is Company featuring Travis Scott. I absolutely love that song. So. Great song, 745 by Vince Staples. Big Fish Theory is a great album. And then once you're done with that, you can go listen to Company featuring Travis Scott from If You're Reading This, It's Too Late.
1: More tunes for your head top.
2: Oh, I hate the accent. <laughs> <laughs> I can't
1: I can- wait to see what accent he comes with. Oh, uh, he's going
2: to be English. He's going to have a full-blown Idris Elba accent. and I. Th- no. I think he's going full grunge. Like, it's about to be English drill music.
1: <laughs> Is he going to take some shots at Georgia Smith?
2: Oh, you know he <laughs> finds a woman to take shots at, so it might be.
1: He gave he gave her a whole 16 on, uh, what his last, was it his last album? Uh, Scorpion. Gave her a full 16. I'm like, damn, bro, she hurt you that bad? It was Man, that
2: serious? whoever he's talking about at the end of Diamond's Dancing should really file a suit against her. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was rude
1: your <laughs> mama said, would be ashamed
2: of you <laughs> you look drained you look exhausted those late nights are not good <laughs> <laughs> excuse me Aubrey
0: <laughs> so now I need to make sure I listen to Vince Staples this week to just really expand my horizons
2: and even Vince if you staples. don't listen to him watch just a couple of interviews I think you would like the, his very like candid nonchalant view of the industry and life in general like this nigga don't care about nothing
1: (laughs) no Hmm. yeah he's a he's a great interviewer i've I've heard him on what what podcast was he on he was on some podcasts and i listened to and i was like dying the entire time he's a he's hilarious
2: yes he is very upfront about being a formerly active gang member
1: oh and his mama too
2: he regularly threatens fans. He told somebody if he was still cripping, it'd be you know a hard time for him. So <laughs> now this nigga just you know he's just calm vents, but he actively talks about his former gang life. So. Okay.
1: That man needs to put out some music. Yes, like dead Please. Top five, top five West Coast rapper going right
0: now.
2: Also shout out to Schoolboy Q, I won't say any more music. But like. <laughs> Stop sleeping on Schoolboy Q. That's it. All right. I listen to Schoolboy Q. I listen to a
0: lot <laughs> of Schoolboy Q. Shout out to Schoolboy. Well, shout out time. So, I definitely want to give a shout out to the homie Adria for being in the chat today. Um, South Breeze, uh, once again, he's incarcerated. Uh, shout out to him. Pour out a little liquor for him, too. He'll be back soon. Uh, El Chopper, as always, uh, we miss you uh the whole Dirty Bird Nation Report gang, um Falcons, Twitter, the whole city of Atlanta, the whole state of Georgia, uh, the South, because you know the South, we we run shit here, the South got something to say. Uh, and just shout out to everybody that's been rocking with us lately. Like um and shout out to um Ajay as well, who we just had on who, you know, just a really good conversation. I really like that episode. Um y'all got any shout-outs on your end?
2: Um, I would say shout out to Chloe Bailey, um, and not for the reasons that you may think, um, but shout out to her for being very honest today. There were people on the internet who were trying to make her feel bad um, for her recent internet activity, and she basically was like, yo, there was a time where I did not feel pretty, so like, excuse me for feeling pretty, Um, and inviting you all in to, to see that maturation. So shout out to her for being very candid and very honest on the internet. Um, and I wish you people would go to therapy instead of unleashing your your bitter and your self-loathing thoughts on other people.
1: <laughs> yeah, shout out to all the weirdos who have a problem with the silhouette challenge, who have a problem with the busted challenge, who have a problem with Chloe's Instagram page, who have a problem with Megan Thee Stallion's Instagram page, who have a problem with... Cardi B. Well, I don't follow Cardi B anymore, but just shout out to all the weirdos who just don't like to see like attractive women do attractive things. Like what? When did this happen? When did this start happening? When did we start looking at like when did we start looking at a woman that looks like Meg Thee Stallion, shake her ass and be like, you know what? That's not very ladylike you, ma'am. You should probably put some clothes on. I don't appreciate that. Let me let me teach you how to be a lady. You're not going to get a man acting like that. Like, shut the fuck up and just look. You have two eyes for a reason. You have two of them. Take it in. Just take it in. I don't need to hear your think pieces about it. I just want to I want to like every silhouette challenge. I'm like, man, that's awesome. That looked great. But some of you guys watch that and be like, oh, let me go ahead and you know what? I'm gonna get to typing and tweeting and I'm gonna give you a piece of my mind and you're never gonna get a husband. And what are your kids gonna think? And what is your, your grandma's in heaven watching this? Like, get the fuck out of here, man. Or you not have
2: fun? And then they reverse engineer the filter to see- Oh my God. Who did not ask for that. Like the whole purpose is to be in the shadows and you are like ruined the fun. You strange man. There were,
1: there were some people that were like, I am no longer going to do this because people are out there doing it. I just wanted to tell you guys, you can go fuck yourself, all right? You guys are the worst people on the planet. You guys are ruining my Twitter and Instagram experience. So stop it. Stop being weird. Appreciate the view.
0: Go outside. And I'm glad,
1: and I'm glad it's mostly black women doing this.
0: I like all body parts and, and types in the silhouette challenge. To me, it's just it's just so amazing. Like it really made me sit back and just appreciate a woman's body. Like even I know some of them you could tell they don't have a bra on or whatever, you know, but even without all that, it's just, it's sexy. It screams confidence. And I respect the women that choose to do it and that choose not to do it. But the weirdos, whether it's guys or the hating from the women, it's like, come on, man, just pipe down. Let, let the people have fun. We've been locked up for a whole year now. Uh, cabin fever and and everything else so yeah definitely but anyway on that note we are out right at 60 minutes I got some new music to listen to now because I'm trying to stop having nigger ears Uh, (laughs) shout out to Chris Rock I'm out